And apparently we are live on YouTube is the 208th episode of the Mina's House podcast. I mean to say what? I'm Shayna B. Garnett Briscoe. Okay. Oh, my goodness. So we are back together as a family. I'm so happy we can all be together. I'm grateful. I'm in a much better space this week than I was last week. <laughs> last week, last I'm week. like, what? You seemed good last week. I know, but I, I, you know, with the way that the year started, I just, it just, it was, this year is just starting crazy. I was like, I, I, I just had like a, a feel, I just didn't have like my normal, like, oh, I'm happy feeling. Mm -hmm. I had more of like, yo, things are real in the world. Like, this is scary. Like, like that. That's how I was last week. So, and it was the first week of the year. You get back to work and you're like, ah, you know, so <laughs> um, I'm in a better headspace this week. I'm excited to be talking to you all. I want to jump right into what's in our feed because we have a lot to tackle today. <laughs> so um, we were talking about behind the scenes, how like fast food is changing so much. And um, there's like so many different fast food chains that are adding like different varieties and different things to their menu. Like recently, KFC said they're adding a plant-based chicken nugget, which I don't understand why. Like, I'm not going to KFC to get fake chicken. Like, I want real chicken. So I wanted to kind of get your idea about how do you feel about what's happening right now in the fast food industry? You can get vegan. You can now get a vegan option, a plant-based option at KFC. You can go to Burger King and get, what, wings? What is it? Like... Burger King has a veggie burger. Right. They have a veggie yeah. burger. You can go somewhere else and get where are we getting wings at now? Taco Bell. Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. I'm not going to Taco Bell to get wings. I'm going to Taco Bell to get tacos. But how do you guys feel about what's going on right now in the fast food industry? So initially, like years ago, like Taco Bell was my go-to spot. Like I love Taco Bell. Me and too. and then why do they, black people like Taco Bell? That's I I it for the life of me. I think you used to be Listen, I can't answer for all of us, but we we like the thought of Mexican. Like we don't like real Mexican food. We just like tacos and Taco Bell really like make it happen. Yo, real quick, though, like he's right. Like I'm like, oh, I love Mexican food. So for someone, then I went to Mexico and they had authentic Mexican food. I'm like, where's the <laughs> where's the American like, Mexican food? Exactly. Like? <laughs> this, this ain't what I'm used to. <laughs> Ground beef, please. Um, but no, I used to love Taco Bell. Taco Bell was my go-to spot. And then they started making fish tacos. This is years ago. They started making fish tacos. And I did a personal boycott. And I was like, I'll never eat Taco Bell again because they're doing fish tacos. Then I didn't eat it for a while. Then I went back years later and it don't taste the same. But I say all that to say, these places have always been trying to be a little innovative. Like McDonald's. Remember they did the McRib sandwich? And oh, yeah. like, yeah, like different restaurants will try different things. And I think it's because people get tired of it. Like we, we don't want to do the same. Look, people right now, you'd be like, what's your McDonald's order? They'd be like a number whatever, with the two cheeseburgers or whatever. That's people's, like, go-to meal at McDonald's. The people are tired of that now. It's like, y'all got to spruce it up and give us something different. And I think that's why McDonald's, they took the route of doing the celebrity meals, like the Sweetie Meal, and they had BTS, and they do that kind of stuff. And I think other places are like, well, what are we going to do? Remember when Burger King did the, um, they would do, like, cereal ice cream? They would do, like, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch one, and y'all never had that? I missed no, that. No, I've never had yeah. that. Dexter, you are well-versed on the fast food industry. Milkshake and a cereal, cereal toast crunch. No. One. I am. 
I am, you know, I'd like to do my research. I like to try these items for the people out there. But I just think they're just trying to be diverse and try, like, nobody's going to keep going for the same thing over and over. Like, they got to, like, change it up to get with the times. I'm not mad at it. I think it's because people are going to healthier options and they're just trying to keep some of their market share. Like, if you think about it, there are, like, a lot of people, just in general, and people of color and people in general that are like, oh, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, like, trying to go vegan and, you know, being pescatarian and all these different things. And it's like, A, there's really not a lot of fast food vegan places. So we're like, where are you going to go if you want something really quick? And then B is like, all right, well, we're not trying to lose you completely. Come back because you might get this plant-based burger and your kids going to get the regular chicken nuggets. So, you know, I feel like they're just trying to like keep some money flowing but I personally don't want none of these options from none of those places. I'm not no. getting a plant-based burger from Burger King. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying yes. everything. They are making that everything. on the same grill as the beef. Thank patty you. That they made. Because you ain't going to tell me y'all got different standards for this plant-based. Yeah. Y'all do. Y'all putting them chicken nuggets in that same grease as the regular chicken. Okay? I'm not here for it. That was my issue with the fish tacos. I was like, I don't know. Where y'all going to cook them at? I don't trust it. <laughs> the, the, the fast food, so this is my theory, right? I think that they've been wilding out being exotic like this. I just think that everybody, they, they saw something works so and now they're doing it. Can you imagine like when McDonald's first came out and they got the, the hamburgers booming and then they had the great idea to bring the fish fillet out. It's like people was doing the same thing. Like, hold on, why am I going to McDonald's for fish? Like, no way. So I feel like everybody kind of been doing it. It's just the rate is like super fast because they are finding other, like people are not coming there because of certain things. I think the propaganda right now is that like, you know, fast food is so terrible. Like once they dropped the Netflix documentaries, it was kind of over when the French fries, what, what is that? Like supersize me? And yeah. they had French fries that just wouldn't like turn brown for like three months. Like, <laughs> like they they really tried to scare us in health class for that. We still was going to go like, nah, let me, let me get that large fry, that large drink, all that. But um, yeah, so I, I feel like, like you were saying, the McRib, like that's like a crazy thing. Like I wouldn't eat that if you paid me not eating no McRib. But that's why, uh, what's that? The Beyond Meat Burger. Well, the Beyond Meat uh, Whopper that Burger King had was actually fire. Like so good. that was. Impossible burgers in general are amazing. Like they yeah. taste just like a real burger, you know. Yeah. And I'm and super King critical, but I don't know if I'm going to Burger King to get an impossible option. Well, yes, I can tell yeah. you, though, Burger King, you know how you go to restaurants, you get the impossible option. They're really expensive. Yeah, Burger King, they adapted that to the impossible burger was expensive. <laughs> they wanted yeah, but what kind, what kind of vegetables are you using in there? The, maybe that's the difference. Like the impossible burger is using the grade A vegetables in there, right? <laughs> the, the Burger King Big Possible Burger <laughs> is using like rabbit food like grass yeah. from well, outside it's still, it's still vegan and if you let some people tell it kfc's always been giving you vegan options because we used to say the nuggets and stuff aren't real so i mean that's not that vegan. vegan that's processed right <laughs> i get what you're saying oh um, that's what y'all meant and people just be like oh the nuggets aren't real the nuggets aren't real and no. remember when they were like remember they were like we're gonna do all white chicken nuggets and yes, stuff like that yes, so like yes. 
What, what was it before? What y'all was doing before? <laughs> right, they made a big deal of them all white chicken nuggets. I do think Shayna has a point, though. You know, uh, our, our eating uh, habits are changing as a nation. The more educated that we become, and it's like that. You're right. There could be a situation where I roll up and I get myself, you know, maybe try to myself be healthier, and then. But isn't that crappy? You trying to be healthier, and then you gonna give the chicken nuggets to your kids? Because because your kids is like, <laughs> mom, I'm not on it. You like again, we talked about. I think it was Cardi B going vegan. Uh, culture in the bag, like, okay, when well, you decided to go vegan, I ain't signed up for that. <laughs> Plus, the vegan options are always more expensive than the regular ones. They so are. let's keep the child eating the regular chicken nuggets and I'll spend the money on that. Whatever happens to just having a salad with chicken, like, or just a salad, you could have just done that, you know? But I don't know. I may try it. I just don't know if I trust Ooh, KFC. I'll do it. Okay. Well, we oh, keep no. saying we're gonna do stuff at the team, but we don't do it. Start the new year off. Let's all try wings from Taco Bell. No, I'm not doing that. I'm good. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm actually for it, man. I I saw the pictures. They ain't look like super terrible. So like, I'm. I'm they ain't look oh, like actual God. chicken wings. That that's what they also didn't look like. <laughs> <laughs> but I, oh, go ahead, Mina. You know what's crazy? I go to an authentic Mexican place up the block from my house. It's crazy how the cultures kind of like are coming together because they got wings now on the menu. And I'm like, this is a Mexican. You will never see a wing in Mexico ever. The Chinese store and the Chinese store always, always had wings. (laughs) And I'm like, what? who's coming to the Mexican place and ordering wings where they got to put it on the menu as a specialty? Like Shana said. (laughs) <laughs> Black folks love the Mexican food. I do want to just put that out there. I'm not trying to get on Taco Bell, but I don't know what happened over the years. At one point, those tacos were everything. They gave me life. And I was like, Dex, I just didn't eat there for a while. And I went back and I was like, what in the process? Yeah. Beach? It was terrible. Like, now they definitely drained the life out of you. <laughs> I will say I enjoy Taco Bell. It's just not my go-to to go get Mexican food, but it's something about black people that they're like, oh, I want to get Mexican. Let me go to Taco Bell. I'm like, what? <laughs> Listen, I, I know I know black people that like don't even really like Chipotle because it's almost too real. Like they they just want the tacos. Like I want them. <laughs> see, I'm telling you, I'm speaking the truth. Like yeah, they listen. All what's that? The uh, Mexican corn or something like that? With all the uh-huh. black people ain't really going for that. Nah, yo, that corn is corn. banging. You're crazy. Definitely like, don't do the corn. Yo, the corn is banging. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm good off that. <laughs> you gotta try it. Have you tried yeah, it? You gotta try it. I like my corn just with butter. That's no, it. it not will cheese. Your life, Garnett. You <laughs> really yeah, you eat corn and That's how the Mexicans do it. They put cheese on the corn. Yeah, it's so good. Cheese, butter, it's really good. But don't have that from Taco Bell because then you. I was gonna say, Burger, if Burger King were to add Mexican corn on the menu, both of y'all would try it. Dex and Garnett. Wow. <laughs> Burger, King, Burger King has been proven to know what they're doing. <laughs> Burger King, all that man. I'm a but Wendy's kind of girl. Salad. Speaking of salads, I do feel like if anybody's salads are a little better, is Wendy's. I was gonna say that's why I go to Wendy's. I feel like I'm being healthy when I go to Wendy's. Yeah, their salads are on point. They're chilly though. Mina's, I mean, I mean, uh, Wendy's bread is better than everybody else's too, but their <laughs> fries are garbage. Their fries is terrible. What Wendy's? Fries. Yes, their fries. fries. Are terrible. <laughs> they um, they changed them. They wasn't the same like ten years ago. Like when, like ten years ago, it was like. 
they should do the 10 year challenge. Like, because <laughs> back then was crazy. They they put salt on them now. They just like you have like they they actually need ketchup. Like you ever had like a like dry like potatoes that just don't taste like nothing? Like that's kind of one of these guys. Nothing beats um five guys' is fries. So good. There's nothing at five guys that I would Listen, What? Nothing. Dexter, I would go to Taco Bell and eat them wings before I eat anything from Five Guys. I'm That's, not a Five Guys person in general. Dex may have a point. So, like, it's not many times in life where I just, like, feel like a fat person, right? But eating there is just disgusting to me. It's like the 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 burger. Well, and I'm not, like, a super huge fan of, like, burgers as, like, the thing. Like, I eat a burger if I'm not that hungry. I don't eat a burger. It's like, this is my meal. So that's that's probably why, like... I'm not a huge fan of it. It's, it seeps through the, the bag. I want my They'd be like, they'd be like, it's supposed the bag's supposed to be greasy. Not mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good on that. <laughs> oh no. All right. So Rihanna's really busy building her empire. You know that she's uh gonna be launching like brick and mortar stores, like physical stores of Savage Fenty in like select cities, including Washington, DC, Philadelphia, which is incredible for her to start an online business and now move to actual stores. But you know, she's a billionaire. She has a brand to protect. Um, Recently, there's been a conversation about some of her ambassadors not saying the right things and then her dropping them. So first it was Mm -hmm. Drea. Mm-hmm. From uh from reality TV show where she was talking about the situation between Megan The Stallion and Tory Lanez and how she said she would want a guy to love her so much that she gets shot, completely toxic. She was dropped by uh, Rihanna recently. Ari Fletcher, who is Moneybag Yo's girlfriend, who has literally a history of toxic behavior. We've seen her, you know, get her wig snatched on camera. You know, she's definitely haven't hasn't had the healthiest relationships with the men that she's been with. She recently went on live and said, look, nobody cares if you have been in a domestic violence situation. We don't want to hear your sob story. We want we don't want to hear, you know, you're, you're, you 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 talking about how you're a victim rihanna dropped her (laughs) so i wanted to have a conversation about that um you know obviously we're i i don't think anybody on this podcast is gonna feel like she did the wrong thing but the do social media people because these are social media influencers by no means Mm -hmm. what do i think these women are legitimate celebrities on the on the level that rihanna is but do social media people and social media influencers have a responsibility to say and do the right thing as like Rihanna or some of the other celebrities would have? I mean, I always feel like people have responsibility, whether, you know, you have one fan or zero fans or 100,000 fans. Like, that's up to you, like, as an individual. Um, but as far as, like, uh, you know, Rihanna just like drop. I mean, that's just the right thing to do for her and her brain. Whether you know you whatever you got going on, I've been I represent something, and to have you there, you know, I don't know if you said that just not thinking that, you know, uh, well thinking that it's going to be taken lightly or maybe it was a joke, poor taste joke. But either way, it's like I I represent something. I went through something in my life that wasn't you know, too good. It got me out in the public. And now that, you know, I'm here, I made it through it. You know, I'm trying to move on with my career and a person that I'm like employing in a sense is like going against that. 
whether, like I said, whether you're conscious of it or not, but that's kind of what you're doing. And I just feel like certain people, whether it's, you know, you get, whether it's trying for, uh, going for attention, I don't know if they were, or if they just were just, you know, just being reckless and not thinking twice about their, the brands that they represent. I mean, you, you just got to watch your wordage when you have people like watching you. And I, I know, you know, it's a, that is a responsibility and it's, you know, easier said than done, but that's when you have a PR team of some sense. That's where, you know, you have people around you that's going to tell you, hey, you know, like you, you can't disc Pepsi if you sponsor by Pepsi. Like, right. all, like it don't add up. Like we, we need that check. Even if you truly like feel that way, you know, like at least watch how you say certain things. So like I said, whether it was a joke and poor taste or just a lack of judgment, I mean, I, I can understand where Rihanna's coming from. Yeah, I was going to say, and I think we're all, it, it's just like even us on the podcast, when we talk about certain subjects that are sensitive, we may give our opinion, but we honestly kind of put out like little disclaimers, like I don't want to offend no one. And I feel like certain of these social media influencers that that like that influence goes to their head where they feel like it doesn't matter I'm going to say what I say and they don't care about the thinking about offending someone or really thinking about what is behind they said because like Garnett said maybe it was a joke or maybe you were just talking fly you know just to talk fly but I'm sure as an ambassador for a, a, a company such as you know Savage Fenty there is probably an agreement. And in the agreement, it probably outlines your behavior and your conduct. So although she might've been upset at the end of the day, her lawyer, whoever probably looked at that knows that there is, you know, Rihanna's company, again, they're going to brick and mortar stores. They're not like Shana's pop-up clothing shop with an <laughs> IG handle on Instagram. Like this is a a true international brand. So it's to me, it'd be the same as I wouldn't be shocked if L'Oreal did it or one of these other companies did it. You do carry that social responsibility when you are backing the brand. And I think for some of these influencers, I'm kind of happy it's happening because they do kind of get almost cocky to like where they can say whatever they want to say and not really think about what they're saying to their fans. Because something like that to me, just in general was kind of reckless because she has a lot of, young female fans um that do you know follow her as well well i mean i i do agree with them but i also think on the flip side like these brands they know what they're who they're going after too like you know the type of person drea is you know who erica mena is you know who ari fletcher is so it's like when they say certain comments or whatever, it's kind of like a, while I do, I'm sure there is some type of um, clause outlined in their contracts where you can't do and say certain things. I wonder how strenuous that really is because like, how do you not expect some of these girls to say the stuff that they say when that's how they got on in the first place? It's like, we started off by saying like, Ari's not the most respectable, but she's not Kiki Palmer. You know what I mean? Like right. she's not an angel sitting up there. Like this girl is doing reckless stuff all the time. So to hear her make a reckless comment is just kind of like now we're upset about it. And like I and I know this is about like Rihanna's thing, but like Fashion Nova is a really perfect example of it because like this is those girls wheelhouse. Like they literally go after the female VH1 social media influencers. But these same girls are on there fighting and cursing each other out and, and taking it really low too, talking about people's kids and all that stuff. And it's kind of like, okay, like we don't like it. But at the same time though, like this isn't new. This isn't like they hired 
Kiki Palmer, and then she started busting it wide open, like, and we're shocked, like, oh my God, we got to pull the, we got to pull the ads. Like, no, this is girls that already do this stuff. Now we're going to be shocked because there's public backlash. Like, there's always been public backlash with these girls. I was hoping someone would say that because although Rihanna did the right thing, my thing is, why would you even put money in these girls' pockets to begin with? Yeah. That's that's kind of like sometimes what I don't understand. And then be like, oh, my God. Well, like, you know what you're getting, like, with some of these people. Like, the girl that's fighting on love and hip-hop. Say, you know, we love Sukiyana, but we know what comes with Sukiyana. Say someone endorses Sukiyana, and then she goes on social media and says something you endorse Sukiyana. <laughs> like, did you not do your research? This is what you're going to get with her. So like, if, if you're going to then have to go and, and like pull money or whatever, then why even, why even use these social media influencers as reality TV show stars? Why even use them in the first place when you are seeing on social media and on TV, what they represent from the jump? And I mean, I can agree, but I also like disagree to a point where I just feel like you can't even like, yeah, you you can think somebody like can say something crazy. Right. But never in your wildest dreams, you think somebody's just going to outwardly condone domestic violence like that. That's like it's like what? Like, yeah, I think they're crazy, but. I'm, I'm, I never would have thought that you would go on. I mean, it's a national TV, but, you know, you're on the Internet millions of views and it's you saying how you would like your boyfriend to pull a gun out on you no one in in her defense right and this is going to sound crazy too but in her defense she was on and she was saying like i like a guy to be like aggressive with me and all that kind of stuff like that that's what she likes that's what she's into and i'm not saying that's right or wrong i'm saying that's what she said that that's what she likes that's what she's into I think the issue comes in, though, where other people feel that they can chime in on what you say. Like, yes, she has influence over other people. That's why she was picked to be a part of this brand. I get that. But if that's how she feels, then that's how she feels. And we do need to take a take a step back sometimes. And we can think like, that's not the smartest thing to say. And I hate that you feel that way. But people were legit calling this girl stupid. They were calling her dumb. They were telling her like, you need to get off the internet and really insulting the girl. And I think her video was saying like, I don't care about the victim stuff. That was really her just speaking out of hurt, to be honest with you. Because anytime you say anything and somebody's calling you stupid, like that's not, that doesn't feel good. And I think the way she responded obviously wasn't the right way to do it, but I think she was responding to people being disrespectful to her. That's why, like, it came across that way. And I don't think Rihanna was wrong for dropping her. I don't think anybody's wrong for getting let go when when they do something that people don't like. But I also think we need to really know who this is that we're because guess what ashanti wouldn't have done that ashanti if she was doing if she was doing fenty model stuff she would have been she's all on the beach all the time she would have looked great in the costume on the beach outfit. all the time yeah she but ashanti is a legitimate celebrity like right. she's different. She's trained. she knows how to carry herself right. she didn't come up in the world where you're a tiktok star or you're you're a social media influencer and you don't go through the reins of even knowing how to properly answer a question or how to even represent a brand Right. Yeah. We're going on live and saying stuff that would even get her in trouble because she's a brand. But the other thing I was going to say, Dex, too, is to your point, I mean, yes, you we know who these people are, but I don't think either, you know, you definitely expect, and it, it, again, this is just the case for her, that you say something that directly ties into like what the CEO oh, yeah. of yeah. the company <laughs> also went through. Like, that's the other thing as well. It would be like, I don't know, like, I don't know, your, your oh, I CEO it. drives a red car. You're like, 
I can't stand people that drive red cars. They, like, you know what I mean? Like, you actually publicly too. Publicly, yeah. That affects you know the head of your company, and that that's yes. just it too to me. Like, you, but she wasn't thinking. She was talking out of. Anger. I was just gonna say yeah. I don't think she was thinking about it that deep. And then afterwards, it was probably like, oh wow, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's the thing when you've been a victim of domestic violence, which we've seen her wig snatched on camera. Like when you've been a victim of certain behaviors, you normalize that behavior. So you might not have sympathy for other people who don't normalize the behavior and find it upsetting and are, you feel victimized by it and speak out about it because you may not think it's an issue because you've tolerated certain things from what we've seen in your relationships. So, um, you know, I think it sends a strong message. And this is why I love Rihanna because she silently speaks. Right. Yeah. She don't got to yeah, say too much. You, you know, she, she's a she's she's a woman of few words, <laughs> you know, but when she got a couple of things to say, it's it speaks volumes. And this just speaks volumes like whatever you're whatever, however you feel. It happens all the time in our society. Women come forward about being, you know, in domestic violence situations or being raped. And they're like, oh, well, what'd you do? Right. <laughs> you know, there's this like apathy sometimes for some people like, oh, you know, this girl came out about Trey Songs and his sexual assault, which by, by na- now he's starting to become like a little R. Kelly-ish in not in the sense of younger girls, right. but in the sense of all the sexual drama mm-hmm. that is involved around him. But I'm starting to understand what the Trey Song things. I get it now. The people mindset when they're like pro R. Kelly, I'm starting to get it because like I didn't really grow up with R. Kelly, but I did grow up with Trey Songs. Like I feel like we're like friends or something. And like I feel and I feel <laughs> bad you know what i mean like i feel like for why he's a creep and that's what it is but it's just like i it's something like i just because you know you you grew up with his music and all this kind of stuff like that and you kind of came up with him like while he was putting his like hits out we were in college using his hits so it was just kind of one of those things where it's just like we have like this connection to this person and it's really hard to like separate not even the person from the music but to separate our connection from this person and then they do this crazy stuff and it's just like are you serious <laughs> like it's... i don't even want to get off topic but at least and i'm not even defending r kelly you are talking about somebody with an extensive catalog and trey songs yes yeah, trey songs catalog worked for us in college he did what he needed you, to do like, uh, like he first was like all, i yeah, couldn't yeah. know none of these men but they both have solid catalogs i mean but, does, but trey songs have been out for i don't know how many years but he long enough catalog. over 20. but he but how many albums he put out he in was trey yeah. first Listen, I'll be completely honest with y'all. In the last like five years being outside, I've heard more throwback R. Kelly songs than I've heard Trey Song. Trey Song, don't do Trey that. Song the, new the only song. song you can write. They didn't even want his song when the power. They didn't even like his remix to power. <laughs> the, the, the only Trey song that I hear like out in like a party environment is Say Ah. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. well, that's his only birthday. But will you be in the. But, in the bedroom, you be playing neighbors. No, no, you, no you're, you're absolutely right. But, but, oh, next, no, but. uh, how about uh, I came for the bitches in the drinks? Yeah, songs. all right, come on. <laughs> the, the DJs have like sets of like R. Kelly, like stored away for the end of the night. Well, they but, really stored away now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they still get played. That's the thing, they still get played, but like, yeah, I mean, like. 
I'm a Trey Songz like music fan too. Like you know, I I listen to his stuff, especially when it gets down to you know you in the bedroom got to do your thing. But um, like if I never heard another song, I think I'll be okay. And that's where I think I'm going. Like I'm not saying he does not have songs, but I don't think we can compare those two catalogs. Is all I'm saying. And okay. I'm actually fine with never hearing a Trey Song song because I. <laughs> well, all I'm saying is there's people that literally give zero Fs about women who have been victimized. So I'm glad that Rihanna has silently said, no, this is not okay. Bye, girl. You're not getting my check. I love that you just got us back on track because I was like, what was the topic again? Where were we at? (laughs) That's my job. (laughs) Okay, so uh, sketchy, sketchy, sketchy stuff going on with Bob Saget's uh, death. That was my white TV dad. I had never been in a white household until I watched Full House. And it's funny, I've been saying that on air and people are like, really? Oh my God, I didn't have any white friends. I didn't know any white people. I was never in a white household. So Full House was my introduction into whitedom and suburbia, you know? And I, listen, I wanted to live in the basement with Uncle Jesse, you know what I'm saying? Like, this was my family. So I was, as we all are, devastated by Bob Saget's passing. But to me, it feels a little sketchy. First of all, he was going on tour. This was his first tour stop, Orlando, Florida. Y'all find him in a hotel dead? At 65. At 65. And y'all ain't telling me that it's a heart attack? What happened? And it's also, it's weird too, because the very first thing that I saw, like when I heard it, I'm like, oh, this doesn't sound good. Because 65 is really young. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and then the very first thing that I saw was like a report that said no drugs found in his system. And as soon as I saw that, I said, then what was it in the system then? Because something just seems weird. And now autopsy report came back way too fast to me. Well, they'll do a preliminary one and then they'll do a deeper one. So, so you now, still have time for the deeper one. So they okay. did the preliminary. This says there's no drugs. There's no sign of foul play. There was. They're saying there's no sign of foul play in the hotel. Well, what the hell he died from then? And then now they're saying that they're investigating the death. So they're saying that's going to take ten to twelve weeks. There's something sketchy going on here. I just I feel I feel a little mm-hmm. tingly going on. I, I mean, he is. I, I, when I heard the news, and like you said, I w- went for a cause, like a reason, like okay, what happened? And that's when it was like, I'm responsive, no foul play. I'm like, he's 65. He looked. I mean, again, people do battle stuff that we don't know, and they're not. But that didn't come out yet. Like he was battling, blah blah blah. Like yeah. we didn't hear none of this. And his family is spoken too. Like his right. wife is. Like, so like, she would have said that. Okay, like you know, and, and or at least for even the people be like. Oh, I didn't, you know, he, I seen him pass out before. Like, even if you didn't mm-hmm. know he had, you don't hear none of that. So to me, it is kind of sketchy. And obviously you can die from natural causes at any time. You know, he could have sleep apnea and he just stopped breathing. He wasn't using the machine. You can have all of these things that you just don't know and do happen, but it is truly, truly unfortunate. You know, he is a native of the Philadelphia area. And I know that, um, that we were on one of his tour stops. So I was like, you know, I'm not like Nina. I have obviously been in white households half of my family, <laughs> uh, but I grew up on Full House. Like every, yeah. like I still will try to watch old episodes. I didn't really like, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't like Fuller House as much, but I love Full House. And it's like, Bob Saget, didn't he, didn't he? We had America's Funny, like 
Bob Saget, like even one of my friends said they broke into America's Funniest Home Videos, which I didn't even realize still comes on. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm like, oh my God, we must be going to war because the way they broke into the middle of the programming and they broke in to announce his death because, you know, he was so important to that show. We we fell in love with him for Full House and he transformed to that show. But I do want to say I put so much respect on his name. They've been putting out some of like his funny tweets that he tweeted that I've never even seen. Some of them are hilarious. I'm like, see, that's why I knew I love Bob. <laughs> and look, and, and I hate to be this person too, and I really do respect that everybody loves Bob Saget, but like I really, and, and when I saw it, like I really was like, what the F, like this is crazy because he was just so young or whatever. But I want us to get to a point though, where we can just be like, wow, this, like, like me, wow, this really sucks that this person died. Like I hope, you know, their family's okay. Cause y'all, y'all are like, I'm streaming every episode of Full House right now. I cannot what? stop watching. Why House can before. we not pay homage to the you man? You know why y'all can't do that? You know why y'all can't do that? Because last week y'all said y'all was gonna watch the Golden Girls, and y'all are only on episode five of the first <laughs> season of the Golden Girls. Y'all aren't even finished the Golden Girls yet. I was gonna say, and then they did put all them Sydney Forty Eight movies on own, so you know they do start those. Like, come on, <laughs> listen, I'm watching everything. One- Let's just mourn the deaths and be sad about it. And then if we're going to watch the programs, watch them. Maybe no public announcements because it's getting crazy. As soon as somebody dies, it's like, I got to watch all his shows. Yeah, <laughs> like, but it's on. like when people, like musical people died. You got to listen mm-hmm. to all the songs. Okay, but it's if a one way are, If, if to Biggie be- died today and you start listening to Biggie's music and then Tupac dies tomorrow, what happens? You got to listen to Tupac's music. You got to come back to <laughs> it. <a> very <laughs> yet. <laughs> What you do is you make a versus. That's what you do. No, make a not, a, not a death versus. No, we're not doing versus. But no, nah, Dex, you are hilarious for that point. <laughs> You're hilarious. Um, now nah, he Bob Saget was definitely a legend, man. I was somebody that like, you know, uh, I grew up on Nickelodeon and Nick at Night Full House played every single night. And, you know, America's Funniest Home Videos, even when I like, you know, when Nick Nickelodeon was out of my view and I didn't care about it and uh, America's Funniest Home Videos wasn't, you know, that wasn't my thing anymore. My little, little cousin, I call her my sister, but um, my little cousin who she just turned eight, she, she'll actually be 19 in a couple of weeks, but like she used to make us watch that when she was younger. So she actually grew up on him. So yeah. that's like a, a crazy thing is she's 14 years younger than me. So it's like, wow, you know, that just shows, you know, his longevity as far as, you know, his craft, how long he's been in the game doing it and just how much of an impact he has not only on, you know, black people, white people, Hispanic people, no matter who you are, you know, he's probably have a, uh, had an impact on you. Um, one of his tweets that like caught at least a lot of people in this area by surprise is like probably a couple of years ago, he predicted the future. He said he was going to buy Camden and everybody was for it. Like that's how much people loved, <laughs> loved him. Whereas like, we didn't even know a whole city could be on sale, but if it was, we trust you with it. <laughs> everybody was really for it. But that uh, is actually funny now. Cause you know, I'm, I do real estate and just, you know, saying what he meant and was talking about it where, you know, he was just about to buy everything up around Rutgers down by the waterfront. And if you look look at it now, at least there, it looks like a completely different city. You, you go outside them city limits, it's terrible. But right there, 
I understand what he was talking about. So, yeah, definitely a huge fan. I didn't like Fuller House either. I, ne- I actually never even gave it a try Same. because Full House was so good. I don't need that messed up. I don't like reboots. Like, they redid Sex in the City, which brings us to our topic. You know, um, what's it called now? Uh, just like that and just like that. And just like that, which it doesn't even have the same ring as Sex in the City. And um, I mean, it's it's cool, but it's it's not the same. It kind of ruins like the stopped. memory that you have of that one particular thing when they try to like contemporize it. Like, no, I, I want it to be based in the 90s yes. about 90s New York. You know, like not Ooh. 2020 this New show, York. No, the show is so good. And last week, the, I guess this is yeah, a Did you watch the whole series? Like the whole series. Like what you mean? Like the new one? No, the whole old, the original. You know, I wasn't watching the Sex in the well, City. That's my the point. Okay. That's why you would think it's good. Like if you watch the whole you be watching series, the show, you're not like, think it's good. Initially, it was a me and my wife kind of thing. And now it'd be like. Me. I was gonna say anybody though that watched the full series because Mina, you're right. I hear the same thing from other girls. It's like, like it's one of those things you be wanting to like it. Like, did y'all watch this week? No, <laughs> the last episode they had. This is a spoiler, I guess. But the last episode they had, and this is why you, what you guys just said would not work. Talking about the '90s, they had an episode. The girls, what are they playing? Six, like they 60, 50, 60 years old. They're in their their late fifties. Yes. 60. Very late. They gotta be Very in the late. 60s. I was gonna say because a man Miranda, Miranda looked old as hell. Because Carrie said it the other day, like 58 or wh- whatever she's supposed okay. to be. Okay. Well, you know how people age. So <laughs> they were in there and they and the girl was like, I wanted they were it was a funny scene because she went to go get uh, a consultation with one of her friends or whatever, who was a guy, and they were like, your, your face looks fine, which is something that women always hear that their skin and all that stuff changes more than guys. But then with the woman, they're like, oh, we got to do this, 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 and the third with you. And then she was contemplating plastic surgery, which I think you would never see that in the 90s. That is something that women definitely go through every day now. It is so relatable. It's such a good show. You need to it's, go back and watch the original episode. I was going to say, it's not like the new show is bad. It's yeah. just... The reasons why you were watching the first show, the opulence, the, the mm-hmm. lifestyle, yeah. living in New York in the 90s, eating at Budokan. Yeah. I even did the damn yeah. Sex in the City tour, the Manolos, <laughs> yeah. like money, opulence, flash, New York, Hollywood. Yeah. It now it's like. Okay, I'm exploring my sexuality. I got to get plastic surgery. And it's not that funny. My husband died. It's like, girl, I want to hear about Samantha's one night stands. Like now y'all talk about raising kids. And the biggest problem that Charlotte has is she don't got no black friends. Like it's just changed. Like the motives have changed. Now, I didn't know that I didn't know it was I really didn't know Sex in the City was as big as it is. I didn't know there was a Sex in the City tour and all that stuff. I just thought it was a show. No, there's movies. There's there's a series. Oh, this is movie, yeah. yeah, there's a series. There's a tour. You can go to New York and literally go everywhere. I did it for my cousin's birthday. You go everywhere. You go to Budokan where they ate and like. You know, I didn't realize how important Sex in the City was be- until I became an adult and I had money. Because when you're young watching, you don't understand some of like some of the 
the opulence that mm-hmm. like you know like how girls flash Birkin bags on social media now mm-hmm. that's what that's what sex in the city was like yeah. we yeah. are the it girls we're making money we're young we're living our best <laughs> life we're we're wearing all fashion you know manolos three thousand dollar shoes eating at budokan spending five hundred dollars on on dinner every night that is what sex in the city was. And for a broke girl like me, I was like, this is so cool. And now y'all watch Sex in the City and it's like, this is my life. Like, <laughs> this is no, 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 honestly, Dex, it's not like even the jokes, if you compare it to like the series, it feels forced. Like you you want to laugh, but they feel a little forced where like a lot of that stuff, as Nina said, and it might have been the situations they were in, it was like more of these natural, witty gotcha. kind of conversations that they would have that stuck with you a little bit more. But yeah, I'm what you mean in Cosmos. Remember, everybody had right. This- I started drinking Cosmos. It became a, a movement. And let me tell you, I remember when I started drinking Cosmos. Now it's kind of like you can go to somewhere and buy a $25 drink. I will never forget going to New York. I had my first job in New York. I was working at Sirius XM and I wasn't making a lot of money, right? I was eating a Pathmark chicken all week. I would cut it up and figure out how to make the chicken different every day, right? I remember going to New York and ordering my first Cosmo and it was $25. I had never paid $25. Like my meals were $10. My my Pathmark chicken was $5. Like I'm eating Pathmark chicken for $5 every day, right? And it's the $5 that you cut in four ways. So Mm -hmm. that's $5 that I'm stretching throughout a week. And I go to to like this really high fashion place and order a Cosmo and, and spent $25 and wasn't even mad because at least I got to drink a Cosmo like they did in Sex in the City. I felt like I was doing something with yeah. my life. It's funny. The first big drink I've ever purchased, I did two shots of Hennessy and it was like $45 Wait. at the 40-40 club. And I wasn't mad about it. What'd you say? You're breaking up. You did two shots of Hennessy? At the 40-40 club. It was like my first like drink purchase and it was fine i didn't even care that's what i'm saying that's good now i was just literally uh after me and say what she said well while she was saying i was just thinking that you know uh when she kept saying cosmos like cosmos must have been a white version of our hennessy just like let's say the girl version the the girl (laughs) version of hennessy that was a real movement they started i have a picture yesterday people doing this 10-year challenge my one girlfriend sent the picture and we're all out and one and we all have our Cosmo glasses like because sex in the city was really like inspiring. It's like, oh, we're gonna be young, we're gonna go down town and we're gonna drink. We're gonna have Cosmo. money, we're gonna be like, have no kids, kids, you know. We're gonna all look fly. We're gonna be the yeah. it girl. Like we're gonna walk in and get ushered to VIP. <laughs> That's what sex in the city was about. And it's not that anymore. Oh, let, me, let, me, let me ask y'all this question, though, because I don't know if y'all saw it, but the trailer for Fresh Prince just dropped. Like, how do y'all feel about it? Because I was kind of heartbroken. I'm still going to watch it. But going to what Mina said, it's a completely different show. Like, nothing about it seems funny. Nobody resembles anybody. Like, this Uncle Phil super skinny. Like, this Uncle Phil athletic as hell. <laughs> I don't know what tennis court he was on, but he's on it. Um, yeah, so I'm, like, heartbroken just as far as, like, it's not bringing nostalgia, but it does look like it may be, uh, you know, an actual good series. But I want to know how y'all felt about that. I'm excited about it. I like I- reboots. 
I would watch it, but same problem. <laughs> Excuse me. Same problem. Like, it, am I going to be expecting something that I'm not going to get? Yeah, but I felt the same way watching watching the previews. Like, oh, like I it was. I heard about the reboot, but then when you see it, like you said, it seemed almost kind of serious. So I had to like, oh, okay, this is not what I thought we would be doing. But of course, I think we're all going to watch it to be curious. But I don't think it was what I would think when you think of something like an iconic show like The Fresh Prince. For sure. Well, yeah. at least it's going to be the opposite. Like, like, at least they won't do the sex in the city and make them poor. <laughs> like, struggle and all this stuff. Like, at least it's somewhat on brand. <laughs> okay, so in one of the episodes, Miranda, who in, in the first Sex in the City She's a lawyer. She's kind of always been a little bit more on the reserve side. Um, she meets a guy, has his baby, get married. She's always been more of like the responsible one. Um, so now she's like very unhappy. She wants to get a divorce, you know, and she's finding out that she likes women. <laughs> so <laughs> Carrie is sick in her house, the main character. Miranda's supposed to be taking care of her. Carrie's now on the podcast <laughs> and um, which before in the first one, she was a writer. Yeah. So now she's a mm-hmm. podcaster and um, her podcast boss comes over and it's a woman and Miranda starts having sex with her boss in her kitchen. So Carrie wakes up to like moaning and all kinds of craziness. Right. So we started talking about like disrespectful things that people have done in your house, like your friend or your roommate or just things that have happened in your house that they're like, you're like, is this really happening? Did this person really just have sex with someone in my kitchen? Uh, You know, like those kinds of stories. Mm -hmm. All right. I have one and she's the sweetest person in the world. Obviously I wouldn't say her name and hear me out. It's not as disastrous as anybody having sex in your house. But I love Cocoa Puffs. Like, I love Cocoa Puffs, right? I had two roommates. I was in my mom's house in Delaware. I had just put a new box unopened. I am driving home from Delaware like, oh, I can't wait till I get home. Get me a bowl of Cocoa Puffs. Get some on. I come home. I am. I just bought it. I'm like, where the Cocoa Puffs at? Look at all around, all around. I opened the trash. The box of Cocoa Puffs is sitting in the trash. So I'm confused. I have, I have a Martin confront both of my roommates and I forget my one roommate don't even like chocolate. So she's like, it's definitely not me. My other roommate was like, I'm sorry. Like, I never want them till you buy them. And then I just keep eating them. I was like, wait a minute. So when you got first, your, your past your first bowl, because that box was at least five to six bowls of Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> never once did you want to stop and be like, let me not eat all her Cocoa Puffs. She was like... I thought you was going to come home tomorrow. So I was just going to run and get you another box real quick. So that would have been fine. I buy them again. Don't y'all know this girl eats them again? I was like, girl, she was like, <laughs> I'd never be craving them till I see you buy them. I was so disrespected. And I still don't let her live that down now. And I never look at Coco Puffs the same. That's the, <laughs> listen, that's the, that's the rule of when someone, when it's someone else's, it always tastes better. <laughs> it always tastes better. <laughs> Um, kind of. I mean, the most disrespectful you can do in my house. Don't don't take a shit in my house without asking. You understand? What? Don't take a shit in my house without. Do not blow up my bathroom 
without asking me. Y'all, you need to get some matches and some uh, air freshener in it. Wait, he, wait, he's the one in the wrong here? Because y'all saying like what? Like he's wrong. He's right. No, I that, have irritable that, bowel syndrome, so sometimes I can't help it. Wait a minute, sir. Y'all heard Pops and Friday when Smokey came running back. He said, you got to do number one or number two? He said, number two. He said, only person going to be doing number two over here is me. Close the right door. Now, I don't like, how you going to kick me out if I really, like, I can't. I he's have not going to kick you, He's not going to kick you out. You're going to leave and go to the and go to the gas station before you even get to oh that point. You, you guys are terrible. You You're not doing terrible. it. It's going to get Dexter, how are you my friend and I can't do number two in your house? You gonna send me to the gas station? What why kind of why is my friendship? How, how is our friendship contingent on you taking a number two in my bathroom? I have never announced to any of my friends that I got to go do a number two in their, in their bathroom. Whatever I'm doing in your bathroom is my private part. Time, yeah. Garnett, I'm telling you right now, I'm not coming to be like, ooh, Garnett. <laughs> I'm, not doing it. I'm not coming to you and having that conversation. You better just do you just it. gonna do it. I've never, I've never heard of that. Are you serious right now? So you would do, so you, you would know do what? Like you, would, if you had to go to your the bathroom internet and, and is you, breaking you up. If your you internet is breaking up for a reason because what you're saying right now is BS. Okay, <laughs> that's why your internet breaking up right now. Dexter, I would never go to someone's house and be like, "Hey, is it okay if I take a dump in your bathroom?" Who does that? I'm not doing it. Who? I know you wouldn't do that because you're not going to. You, you wouldn't use the bathroom. Huh? You feel like really comfortable having that conversation with me. For sure, yeah. More comfortable than ever, yeah. yeah. So what you gonna be like, so what if I come to you and you decide to say no? Then you gonna be shit out of luck. <laughs> no pun intended, but... <laughs> no pun intended. But I'm <laughs> Oh, y'all... <laughs> See, your internet's still breaking up because you still talking BS. Yeah, your internet already know that you disrespectful. You said I would have to go to the Station. The the filthy gas station with no toilet paper. paper. I don't know why this is that may not have toilet paper. That's terrible. You're a terrible friend, Dexter. And Garnett, because he's talking about well, do you have matches? Do you have air freshener in there? Yeah, of course. For me, it ain't about all that. It's about the come like I don't need I don't need you to be getting up and walking away and my toilet seat warm. Like, no. <laughs> toilet seat to be cold because ain't nobody been on it but me. Wait a minute, Garnett. <laughs> I lived with Garnett for two weeks. You you shouldn't be talking. I will <laughs> never forget. <laughs> Wait, I will hold never on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I blew your bathroom up. <laughs> you lived here for two weeks. Yeah, I took the shit out back though. I didn't shit inside. Oh, no, you did it. <laughs> There's no way you did that over two weeks. You definitely did not. Listen, you you thought you was cleaning up dog shit. That was my shit. Wait, when I live with Garnett, this is when I realized I can't have roommates. First of all, the only time I ever had roommates was in college. I'm an only child, so I didn't grow up living with people, right? When I was in college, I had roommates. You know, I had a good roommate. I got, you know... I think I had one bad roommate for one semester and I got rid of her. Right. So since then, I've always lived by myself. When I lived with Garnett, there were little things that he would do that would get under my skin so much. Like, 
first of all, you was blowing up the bathroom, Garnett. So yeah. don't, don't don't act like you wasn't blowing yeah. up the bathroom. That's crazy, you know. Wait, don't you you blast like that. Breaking. You're breaking your own rules at other people. <laughs> Wait, Garnett would get a butt early and go in the shower and say Whitney Houston. Oh. And I'm and I am I am yeah. in the bed yeah. and I'm like, is he really sick of Whitney Houston? Yeah. At nine in the eight in the morning. I was it would drive me crazy. And I'm like, please ignore it, please ignore it. And I'm used to living by myself. So I'm like, oh my God, please. He's sick, he's singing Whitney Houston in the bathroom at 8 a.m. Whitney, Keisha Cole, Mary <laughs> J. It was her birthday today, too. Listen, the radio was popping with Mary J songs. Yeah, it's going down. Wait, and then here was he, here was the kicker, right? My tea kettle. He will put oh. ginger in my tea kettle, hey. and I don't I don't put ginger in my tea kettle. Oh, yeah, that ginger ain't coming out after that. <laughs> <laughs> so I will pour my water to drink my water, and it's gingery. Yep, yep. <laughs> and it's like I like Garnet. I love Garnet, but I'm like, how do I tell yeah, him to stop put, putting but ginger? Meanwhile, in- I gotta have a heart to heart with him about having the number two in his house. I just, yeah. I just couldn't. I was like, and then I remember having a conversation with him afterwards. Like Garnet, I realized how difficult I am after living with Garnet. Cause these little things would drive me up the wall. One day he was downstairs taking out the trash and he was like, bump, bump, bump. I didn't remember all of this, man. Because it got under my skin, Garnett. Yeah, he couldn't even take out you mad because he ain't taking out the trash quietly. No, don't take out the trash. I'll take it out. No, he wanted to take it out to be respectful. He was like, boom, 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 boom. Like if I didn't take it out, it it, it would have been an issue. Yes, I agree, Garnett. That's my only experience of living with someone. (laughs) It's my first two weeks of her life. Is it you is getting slow. Dex is, you, the Dex funny is thing is, right now. you were not tech talking, Dex. I can see you moving and everything. Now you stuck. I robot. <laughs> you. He's <laughs> not robot right now. Garnett said Dex is I robot. <laughs> this is crazy because I have I have a good one. <laughs> you thought you had a good one. <laughs> Put your back. You switch your back. Dexter, you missed all my stories. You told you told us to go to the gas station and God don't like ugly. Right. Ever since then it's been crap. Like, is it better now? I can we can hear you. You gotta apologize. If I apologize for my internet work again. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, this sucks. Dexter, you missed all my stories about Garnett. Garnett is like the only the only experience I have as an adult living with someone I've never even lived with a man. And I said this to Garnett, I, I gave him the warning before he came over here. Like I've never lived with someone. This is an experience for me. She, she basically told the whole world. I was the worst roommate of all time. That's basically something about a cup, right? Like a Syracuse cup or something like that. Oh, Listen, listen, listen. You almost almost died over that cup. I remember that. I had to get up early and go to work. I go to work. I get a phone call like 7 p.m. And it's like it's weird because I went through the cabinet and I thought I picked the like the one that she would just never like use. Like I'm in the back. I'm like, all right, looks like she don't use this one. Boom. I take it. I get a call around like 7 p.m. Like, hey, have you seen that uh Syracuse teacup? And I'm like, what? 
yes, I have it. She's like, oh, well, yeah, just uh, just make sure you bring it back. Yeah, just, it's like, I get a, it's like, what? I don't want a cup. Yeah, you know, it's it's mine. That's my precious cup. It's like out of all the cups that I picked. <laughs> out of all, like, how do you even remember cups? Because that wasn't like the back. That wasn't even like the front of the cups. It's because I don't use that cup because it's my Syracuse cup. So I have it there for decoration. So I immediately noticed that it was gone. And I'm like, and in my brain, I'm like, out of all the cups, he had to take the Syracuse <laughs> cup. He didn't even go to Syracuse. How he took the Syracuse cup. Listen, sometimes you got to do stuff you never did before. You that's the that's the closest I was going to get to a Syracuse campus. <laughs> no, but you weren't a terrible guard. Garnett was by no means a terrible uh, um, roommate. I just realized how difficult I it wouldn't be for me to adjust to someone else. I, I In that moment, I realized, like, damn, I'm going to live by myself forever. I'm going to be an old maid. <laughs> I was like, even if I got a man, we never going to live together. You live in your house, I live in my house. Because I've been fortunate where ever since college, I've always lived by myself. And, you know, I'm fortunate that I can. But, you know, it created an issue where now Garnett putting ginger in the tea kettle is driving me crazy. And him banging on 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 the garbage can is driving me up the wall. Him singing Whitney Houston at 8 a.m. Talking about all my life. I'm like, what? Shut up. (laughs) Why are you singing Whitney Houston? (laughs) I see Eric. The the morning is for singing time. You don't listen to rap in the morning. Uh, No. Dex, are you good? I don't know. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Okay, I'll say it real quick. So basically, I've never had a good roommate in college. Like every single one of them dropped out the year after they lived with me, and it was four or five different guys. And the one, like on the weekends, I would go home from school, right? So I went home this one weekend. I came back, and as soon as you get in there, you smell weed, and it's just like, why? Come on, like whatever. Then you look at the garbage can; it's all these weed guts and all that kind of stuff like this. So then I get, I like, I sit in my bed or whatever. And I look down and on the floor, there's a bunch of used condoms like all throughout the room. And I'm just like, this is the most disgusting experience I've ever had in my life. Then I decided, you know what? He's out of here. He's gone. Statue of limitations. So I can't get in trouble for this. I waited till he was smoking again. I text my friend to say, call public safety. I left out of the room and he was arrested. And I couldn't take it. I could not take it. It was too much. Next you're a terrible friend, Dexter. You gonna send me to the gas station to take a poop? Yeah. Then you gonna call the cops on me when I'm smoking weed? Well, he didn't go to jail, jail. He just went to school jail. Then they kicked him out of school. Oh, and I, they kicked him out of school because when they searched his room, he had intent to sell. I didn't know all that. I didn't know you had that much in there. I just, yeah. just it's like, you dang. might have messed up his whole like trajectory in life. <laughs> no, seriously, this boy. This day, I, I always send him like a birthday message and I'm like, oh, I hope everything's going well. And, and deep down, I'm like, you really want this boy's life. <laughs> That's some, you still uh, contact him? That's terrible, Dex. Because you know, you know, you got to keep people like that close because if something bad happens to him, I feel right. bad. Yeah, yeah you, you just made him sound like Tariq St. Patrick. Right. <laughs> but you should have had those condoms in the room. Like, what are you doing? Pick up after yourself. Don't be disgusted. How many girls did he have sex with? He had all them condoms. I don't want to know. <laughs> Is it an orgy? Were there other people there? 
I don't, it, it was, there was nobody in the room when I came in there at the time. It was just condoms and condom wrappers. It's just like, what happened here this weekend? Like, it was disgusting. Well, the anniversary, the, yeah, they were used. And the anniversary of oh. that is coming up too, because it was Martin Luther King weekend. So, don't mix his name in with that, man. No, it was. <laughs> he went on a binge for his three day Martin uh-huh. Luther King weekend. <laughs> He did it in the name of Martin. <laughs> this is terrible. Well, thank you guys for uh, listening and watching the Mina's House podcast. We're going to work on getting a guest for next week. Okay. And Garnet a stable internet connection for me. Yeah. So there you go. Like trash. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's the Mina's House podcast. I mean to say what? I'm Shayna B. Garnet Briscoe. Jack Stucky. Oh, Stucky. Talk to you guys next week, a.k.a. the bad friends.